Prior to the advent of COVID, conveyancing companies and legal firms were working out new ways to deliver reams of paper to their clients electronically. COVID made it acceptable. Today, we are talking about how conveyancing has switched to electronic means and how it is easier for clients who want to sell or buy a home. You're listening to Real Estate Right. Top experts talk about how to buy, sell, rent, and invest right. Your host is Sue Langda. As one of the 10 Australian copywriters to watch in 2021, we are making huge waves in the real estate copywriting market in Melbourne, helping real estate agents, developers, investors, and home sellers with clear, concise copy that brings in buyers and prospective tenants. If you want to use a recognised copywriting service, call Lisa on 9577-889 or via orders at realcopyright.com.au. The lovely Kiani Mills from KLM Conveyancing helps clients all over Australia buy and sell property in Victoria, New South Wales and Queensland and is here today to explain to us the electronic conveyancing process, especially when operating out of three states. Happy to always educate our real estate right listeners. Welcome Kiani. How are you today? I am fantastic. Thanks for coming back. Now, you're a business on the move. Are there any big innovations happening with KLM Conveyancing? I feel like saying, you know, there's never a dull moment in the world of KLM. We've got many, many things on the move, but I think the most exciting thing is is our rebrand and relaunch of our new logo and our new branding and the expansion, the final and formal expansion into Queensland, which is now hopefully being broadcast across everywhere and shouted from the rooftops. Yay! We are here, we are loud and we are proud. Yeah. (laughs) Now we're talking about the electronic conveyancing process. Um, Now let's give our listeners some background. How has conveyancing changed in the last 10 years? Uh, Look, if we think back 10 years ago, uh, we think everything was paper. So think law firms. Every single conversation had to be documented, typed up, printed out, put on a manila folder. Uh, Emails were printed, faxes were printed, everything. Like those poor trees that we killed all those years ago. Yeah. all of our settlements, the checks, everything had to be a bank check, yeah. which takes three business days to clear, not ideal for our vendors. Mm-hmm. Um, if we have changes on the day of settlement, we were running around the city doing check changes and our physical settlements were physical. They were in person in places like SAI Global. It was seriously, the only way I can explain it was like walking into like a Wall Street stock exchange, mm-hmm. people screaming and yelling, hands up everywhere. It was insane. You'd have like 200 people squashed into this tiny room, all running around with these packets full of paper. Obviously, our titles were paper as well, so they were literally like gold. If you didn't have that piece of paper in your hand, there was nothing you could do, everything. And I guess the worst part of all of that was um, good old Australia Post. So we, we, you know, up until, you know, I guess closer to the, to now than, than 10 years ago, Australia Post pushed out to, you know, seven to 10 business dates, which was just insane. So we're waiting for, you know, a piece of paper that needs to be signed by both parties. It's 10 days to get it to us, sign it or get it to the client, 
sign it, send it back, send it to them. It's it's a good, you know, 30-day settlements were rough back in those days because the post took so long. So we've changed a lot. Thank God. We've finally changed a lot. Absolutely. So moving into the electronic world, as far as I'm concerned, is the best thing we've ever done. And while it was in progress, we were one of the first officers to start training with PEXA when it first came out, which is the electronic platform. Yeah. I really believe that COVID has been the pivotal point that has forced everyone, not just Victoria, New South Wales, yeah. Queensland, all of the states except for a couple are now seeing the benefit in electronic conveyancing. Yeah, which is perfect. So now do you want to explain a little bit more what PEX is it PEXAS? PEX? PEXA. PEXA is. So the, yeah, yeah. What, it, what does it do? Yeah, of course. So PEXA is an electronic portal. Yeah. And it's owned and run by the banks, the big four banks. So they've got control over it. Every party in a transaction joins the portal. So you have to have a, a registered su- subscriber account for PEXA. So unfortunately, Joe Smith can't go and do his own conveyancing anymore. Once upon a time, he could. Yeah. These days, you have to have a representative doing it for you. And again, I would advocate for that anyway, because the world has changed. Yes. So the PEXA platform, it's really transparent. So the purchaser's representative, the vendor's representative, and both of the banks all work in this same platform. Each of them has their ta- their own task lists that they need to complete in order of when they need to be completed. Mm-hmm. And then there's also an overall task list. So you can see if someone else isn't maintaining their tasks or if there's an outstanding task that they need to complete, which really helps, as I said, we don't have to wait for post or anything like that. No. We jump in the chat box and go, hey, can you just load that transfer? It's the next thing that we need to be able to do to move on to X, Y, and Z. So it's a really open and transparent way to know who's doing what and when they're doing it and what's outstanding to make sure that we don't miss our settlement dates. It sounds pretty amazing, really, because it just it, it just ticks all the boxes, doesn't it? Honestly, it it was a bit scary at the start and I know there were a lot of firms that were just reluctant to change because, you know, we're talking three, four years ago now where, you know, our industry has been really smacked with fraudulent emails and, Mm. um, you know, hacking of trust accounts and there were a couple of big issues with the hackings of PEXA and things like that. But it's more about the functionality and how how easier it is to have full transparency for the client. So if we've got a nervous client, we can do a screenshot and say, this is what's going on. Whereas before it was, we'd have to pick up the phone. We'd have to, you know, send a letter. We'd have to wait for an email back. And it was really disjointed. Mm. This is the best thing. I honestly believe that this has revolutionized the, the absolute industry. And we're watching other avenues such as mortgage loan docs, loan documents are all being signed online, real estate agents, all of our contracts are being signed electronically too. So we're really seeing our industry pick up pace and and get back online because we were a very archaic industry and we were stuck back in the 1800s. Now it's really lovely to see us um, get get back on top and personally being able to work um, as a spokesperson with PEXA and also with GlobalX that are an outsourced settlement agency Those places are leading the way. They are revolutionising the way that we do things and they really are the the basis of the expectations that we need moving forwards. So I'm super excited to see what comes next. (laughs) Yeah. 
Now, <clears throat> now I've, as you know, I've um, recently signed um, some papers for a um, yes. new property. Um, now, I had to use DocuSign. It's used for signing the contracts of sale as well as other processes through the sale process. Explain how DocuSign works. Is that another arm to that whole picture thing? Yeah, look, DocuSign really is a beast of its own. Um, luckily, not luckily, unluckily, unluckily, ended up working well for them. They actually got caught out in a legal um, suit, a lawsuit that went to the Supreme Court where a vendor and purchaser, there was a a dispute around whether or not signing a contract was legally binding via DocuSign. And it was found in favour that, yes, a DocuSign contract of sale is a legally bound document. DocuSign have this brilliant tool in the back end where it tracks down to the minute and the second who opens documents, who signs documents. So you can clearly see the order in which people have signed it. So you get a printed transaction receipt at the end. So DocuSign has given us this ability to be able to sign all of the other documents electronically. So as part of our conveyancing process, we've got, you know, the boring parts, which are signing the transfer of land, signing a discharge of mortgage, signing your new mortgage. Those things are done through PEXA. When we talk about the stamp duty side of it, where we sign or complete the stamp duty declaration form for the State Revenue Office, that's another portal. And then we talk about DocuSign, which is really contracts of sale if we need to sign nomination forms. Like for us, our whole office is digital, virtual and paperless. So we even get our clients to sign their engagement forms via DocuSign so that we've got transactions and we know that it's a legally bound service so that we we can track it and if something does go wrong we've we've got that evidence there to pick it up so DocuSign is a brilliant additional support system but definitely outside of PEXA yeah okay so PEXA you'd get things like your title searches and lots of stuff and your rates notices and your all that sort of stuff well kind of okay so- <laughs> that's another thing again <laughs> That's another thing again. That's um. So there's search providers that do that for you. So we use InfoTrack, which I think have now been bought out. I'm not too sure who by, um, but they are a an independent search services where they link up to the councils, to the titles office, to the state revenue office to get a land tax certificate and all those kinds of things. So oh, that's another beast. There's <laughs> <laughs> a few different beasts you've got going it's on there. It's a bit complex. And then you've got the legal software. So, you yeah. know, that's, that's, that's a conversation for another day. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it sounds like, you know, you need to have a conveyancing office working for you that is really well-equipped and has all those portals at their ready just yeah, and look, especially yeah. in this day and age, you not many people, I know I don't even have a printer and a scanner at home. So, I mean, my bookkeeper sent me through some updated um, employment documents that I had to sign. I went, how do, what, what do I do? Yeah. I, don't, I can't print it and scan it back to you. So we have to have an option for people because we're all at home or yeah. we were at home and we might still be at home. So we need to have flexibility and DocuSign gives us the flexibility to work around clients we've still got some clients that would rather sit down and write on a piece of paper and that is fine we can do that as well but the majority of us and the way that our industry is going you've got to find the right systems and you've got to find the ones like DocuSign that are legally verified yeah and definitely makes life a lot easier if we have to go through more lockdowns and it's so much faster too. Like I can't tell you, <laughs> we would wait weeks to get documents back from clients because while selling a property or buying a property is, is the most important thing they have to do in that minute, 
They're also worrying about signing their loan documents and packing and moving and organising everything else that there is to do with it. So (laughs) seriously, they're probably not going to check their mailbox for the two weeks while they're packing their house. And here's our poor little documents sitting in the letterbox. So, you know, this has just really brought everything around to mean that it's easier for us. It's a hell of a lot easier for the client and there's no errors. So the, the margin for error is really minimal these days. Yeah. And you can also settle your property quicker. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. With certain situations, especially if we had a cash buyer and a vendor that owned their property outright, you could genuinely settle in a couple of days. Like if you had two really good conveyances, you could probably settle on the day. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. I I don't advise it, but (laughs) you can. It's interesting to see how much has changed since photocopying reams of paper, waiting for the titles office to send something through to the snail mail, um, and it's now so much more efficient. So we're going to take a small break and come back with more from Kiani Mills from KLM Conveyancing, where we will talk about how much the electronic process helps the efficiency of it all. So you're listening to Real Estate Right and we are talking to the amazing Kiani Mills from KLM Conveyancing about the electronic conveyancing process. Okay, so let's go, let's do this um, 10 years ago and now or even was it before years ago that you've really taken on all of this mm. stuff? The, yeah, yeah. Four years. So four years ago compared with now. Let's say, okay, how does the electronic conveyancing process help buyers and sellers in terms of time so four years ago ballpark how long would it take to get everything ready for you um yeah look generally we can still settle settlement dates we can still work to settlement dates so it's more about 30 days was quite yeah it's more about how long does it take to get the paperwork organized yeah yeah okay cool so look let's be practical (laughs) and say that for a new client to come through we would, you know, still email them out their engagement forms. They'd have to print them, sign them, scan them back or post them back. Um, the first form they'd have to sign is a transfer of land and then 10 business days to them, 10 business days back. Yeah. You'd be lucky to settle um, on a 30-day settlement with everything that had to be done in that time. And it would take hours. Yeah. It genuinely would. And a lot of following up and a lot of wondering where things were at, calling the clients. Yeah. I think from a conveyancing perspective, a standard conveyance probably would have taken somewhere between, I'd say, 15 to 20 hours because of the forms that you have to fill, print, sign, post, come back, go to the bank, do the checks, everything that needs to take place. Now, from a timing perspective, we're looking at average about eight hours. That's pretty good. It's definitely That's half. Yeah. Save the time. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say well and truly half the time. Yeah. Um, and half the effort as well for everybody. Yeah. And at the same time, you know, it might still take eight hours, but in terms of weeks, like as you could settle a property, as you said, in a few days if you need to. Yeah. If you want cash. Yeah, definitely. Or you could do it in exactly right. Yeah. If you were waiting on like a council certificate or something like that, they take maybe four days to come through. Yeah. So realistically, you could settle in five if you had the money available. Yeah. Easy. Um, if those certificates were already available and current in the contract, you could settle in two days. Yeah. So the reality of that and even little things, right? So once upon a time when you'd go to that SAI global experience that I was explaining before that was like the stock exchange, 
if there was one letter wrong on that check for the name or one one digit wrong for the prize, we'd have to get the check cancelled and redrawn. And there's no guarantee that that gets done on the day. So we might have to go get them printed, come back again, settle again. We'd have settlements where we'd go and say, for instance, someone's bought a unit, their car park title was a separate title. The bank only turns up with one title. We can't settle. So the clients then got to go back through a discharge process for the second title. It could take two or three weeks to settle. Mm. Now, if either of those situations happened, it's instant. Yeah. Awesome. Like it's instantly fixed and there's no disruptions. Again, the beauty of the transparency with the file means that someone would have picked it up before then anyway. So you don't even get to those situations anymore. Yeah, yeah, which is amazing really to see how far. It's the most exciting thing. And, look, there's always external, you know, we can't control the banks and obviously they're doing an amazing job at the moment but far out they're busy. Um, we know that their timeframes are a little bit longer so there are some things that we can't control. I would love to be able to control everything, but, no. you know, I, I can't. <laughs> but, no, but the reality is where you've got minimal things to worry about, yeah. if that's the only thing that we're focusing on and making sure, and this is what we say to our clients, fill in our forms on DocuSign and just focus on the bank. Yeah. If you just focus on the bank and we do everything else, you get two emails during the matter where you actually have to sign things. Yeah. The rest is just for your information and letting you know where we're up to. If that's all you've got to do for us, focus on the bank and as long as the bank's ready, we, we should have a 100% strike rate. Yeah, good. And now how about cost? Is, is there much change in the cost of doing the process? Look, interestingly, cost have increased. Of course they have. Um, <laughs> yes, um, <laughs> yes. We have our annual cost increases across the board for everything. Yeah. But Hexa as a as a portal and as everything that it needs to go into this beast, mm. it has added on an extra cost. Yeah. Um, because our documents and our titles and everything are electronic at the moment, those costs did reduce. So transfer fees, title search fees, mortgage fees, discharge fees, things like that. There are normal costs, bank break fees, things like that that you just can't change. But, yeah, look, I think also to the industry, the prices where maybe, you know, four or five years ago you'd find your little backyard offices that might be charging, you know, $600 for a conveyancing file, you don't see those anymore. You just can't do it for $600. Um, you have to be paying for the software. Your DocuSign's got a very hefty subscription fee, all of the legal software. Yeah. Everything that comes with it, the costs to run have increased, yeah. insurances and things like that. Um, but, yeah, the, the PEXA fees because each party pays a PEXA fee and then sometimes you have to pay for your bank to have a PEXA fee as well. So they have increased, but I believe wholeheartedly the service has absolutely tripled in value yeah. because of everything you're getting with it. So the cost should not even be a blink of an eye because this is the most important transaction you're going to do in this stage of your life. Yeah. Do not scrimp on it because People can still stuff it up. It's here. So, you know, yeah. And it is where you've got people that aren't necessarily on top of it and don't reply to those workspace comments and don't check where the tasks are up to. And, when you know, lazy practitioners are still out there. It is still, you know, while I make it sound all easy and, <laughs> and, and stress-free from our side, but there's still people that are struggling with the electronic world. So 
for those ones, you've got to you've got to make sure that you pay the money to get um, to get what you're expecting as an outcome. But uh, as I said, I don't think the cost increase is is anything to be concerned about. Yeah, talking about um, people struggling, I've I've still got one real estate agent who refuses to have an email address. Mm. Wow! Mm. So everything that's goes insane. Receptionist, yeah. Oh my goodness! See, that's like I had um, a friend of mine who was using a bookkeeper, and they're still paper. Oh really? Yeah. I was like, what bookkeeper in their right mind would want and wishfully be paper? That's crazy. Yeah. Oh look, my mum was still, you know, the the typewriter with the layers, oh, the levels, yes. you know. Yep. And yeah. you know, she knew if somebody used a typewriter because the J was out because she knew how to press the J properly or something. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah. wow. Yeah, times have changed. But that was, um, oh, yeah. I was like, Mum, get yourself an electronic typewriter back then. You know, get yourself <laughs> a computer. And, yeah, so I think she, must have been the early 90s that she went from the, the clunker to the, the real yeah, wow. one. But yeah. I feel like people people are such creatures of habit. They are. And because we haven't, we haven't had to evolve as much as we've evolved in the last 20 years yeah. ever in our, you know, previous history generations so it is hard for them and I get it, it but I guess yeah if we bring it back to our industry it's either get up or get off yeah now how about the cost or not the cost but the reduction of paper and postage you needing to obviously not yeah. print anything much anymore but yeah no it's brilliant no paper um as I said there are still offices out there that do do paper that's their yeah. prerogative Paper was the first thing to go for us. That was, yeah, yeah four or five years ago. And I've never looked back because we genuinely don't need it. It's amazing how when you grow up in an environment where everything is printed and paper-based, yeah, it takes a little while to transition, but, you know, that's gone. And same with postage. Yeah. I would not want to be posting in this day and age anyway just no, because I... poor Australia Post is struggling. <laughs> um, but, yeah, those those costs have reduced definitely, yeah. Yeah. Yes, you would have gone through a lot of reflex back in the day oh my goodness and then there was me when I opened my office going of course I need the biggest baddest printer that can do everything and it can do binding and it can send faxes and it can make phone calls and it does everything on a five-year lease and I literally used it for 12 months and it sat there collecting dust for the rest of the time so you know, these are just the ways when we open up offices, I've come from a law firm. So I only know the law firm way. So that's the way you had to do it. But, yeah. you know, transitioning was the best thing that I've ever done. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Now, is it <laughs> anything that still needs to be done in old school ways? Um, look, not really. Not <laughs> really anymore. So it's been mandated in Victoria. So New South Wales are almost mandated for every element. Yeah. Queensland, they still have about maybe I think we're probably about 30% paper transactions in Queensland. So part of of my new uh, focus up here is to make sure that we transition to full electronics sooner rather than later because I've seen the benefits of how well it worked down in Victoria and in New South Wales. We still have, but also too, I mean, while we are still doing some paper settlements up here, we've got supports in place. So whereas once upon a time, Physically, personally, I would have to go to the bank and get the checks. Yeah. Now we've got settlement agents that can do it for us. We put the money in their trust account. They attend our settlements for us. Um, on an electronic platform, they can do the workspace for us. So 
we've yeah. got the support now so it's not so much hands-on like it was mm. before PEXA was introduced so yes we're still 50 50 up here in Queensland but I'm you know promising that we're going to get that down as quickly as yeah. possible I know that that's a, that's a really big goal for PEXA as well mm. um but one of the things I wanted to touch on as well was as we spoke about 10 years ago how we used to have bank checks that would take three days to clear for a vendor the amazing thing with PEXA, and this is every single payment that gets paid out of the PEXA workspace, clears instantly. Oh. So the minute we settle and the, the workspace says it's completed, the vendor can jump on their online banking and the money is clear in their account, not pending, like clear. Yeah, clear. And that also means council, water, land tax, owners corporation, any other payments that you've made, even our costs, instant so there's no waiting there's no pending there's no following up it's literally done on the spot it's nice. phenomenal vendors especially where they're needing to access it, their money straight away yeah it's there it's literally in their hot little hands well I remember when we settled this place and um so my partner sold his house the people who bought his house had sold their place and mm-hmm. we were told it you know that I think it was supposed to be 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock and, and 1 o'clock or something for the um, the three settlements. So, yeah, I think there were 10, 11 and 1 and ours was the last one because we had to. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then we get told that the first one's been postponed for a couple of hours and we're like, no. <gasps> and, you know, and, um, and then ours was postponed to like three. And so we we're, you know, sitting around for. Yeah. You know, a hours. What do we do? We're homeless. Yeah. <laughs> so there's, yeah. So with those circumstances now, one of the things that I will say is a bit of a pitfall with PEXA. Yeah. The bank's service requirements are that the settlement must take place on the day. Yeah. So where when we had our paper settlements, we were pretty much able to guarantee a client and say, your settlement is at 12 o'clock, you'll have the confirmation and you'll be able to collect the keys by 12 30 so you can set your removal of trucks and you can do all of those things yeah now because the bank service levels are we have to settle on the day we can't tell clients even we tell them we're proposing settlement for 12 o'clock but we have to wait for the bank because until it's all done it might not settle until 4 30 mm-hmm. and we don't have any control over that yes. but in situations so that can be a little bit of a downfall just because People are excited and they want to move in on the day and they're moving out and all those kinds of things. So that assurance isn't there as much just because the banks, like we can try and control the banks as much as we possibly can, but we can't, you know, (laughs) we can't. But in those situations where you've got back-to-back settlements, the beauty of that now is that the the workspaces in PEXA, each settlement is linked to the other. Yeah. So your conveyancer in that instance would have been linked to the settlement before and yeah. then the, the conveyancer in that one would have been linked to the settlement before. So they can literally all happen at the same time. It just goes, yeah. one, money gets transferred from that workspace to the middle workspace, settled, yeah. transferred to the last workspace, and it can all be done in about 15 minutes. Oh, that would be nice. So Rather it's great now. Again, yeah. you've still got to get your ducks in a row and it's still got to yeah. you know fall off perfectly, but there is none of that hours between each one because we've got to wait for checks to be delivered from one settlement to the next and blah 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 now 
like click your yeah. fingers and it's all done. So it's good to have chosen a conveyancer who uses PEXA. That's for sure. Absolutely. And there's still like in Victoria, yes, they're mandated and they have to do it. Up here, they are still very much feeling their way through. We still get contracts through where they say we will only settle in paper. I'm like, come on, we'll walk you through the process because some people just aren't comfortable with it. And we saw this happening in Victoria. They would just didn't want change. I'll wait until I'm forced. Yeah. Unfortunately, if you wait until you're forced, you've missed out on all of the learnings. You've missed out on that. There really was a period, especially in Victoria, where it was like, no one knows what they're doing. So let's just all jump on the phone and help each other and walk yeah. each other through. I swear I'm on the phone to solicitors because convincing for solicitors isn't their bread and like it, it's just it's there. It's just not. Ooh. So they don't they may not do that many. So we were walking them through the process and things like that. Whereas the ones that jumped on board and got pecs that are coming to the training with them, like they came into office, sat with us worked through a very first workspace step-by-step and made it super easy. Yeah. The ones that we're seeing kind of straggle behind in Queensland are mostly developers because they've got big volumes and they're just so used to settlements going off in a paper form that it's it's such a big thing for them to swap over and I get it. Um, But the benefit (laughs) well and truly outweighs. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Where we've seen developments here of, you know, 400 apartments settle on the day without a, without a glitch. It's just getting them across the line to have someone work with them to help them do it. You know, I've got no doubt that we'll, we'll be well and truly hexa-based by, yeah. you know, this time next year, but it just depends. It depends what, what they want to do and yeah. it's a bit slower up here and that's totally okay, but... I guess that's part of why I'm trying to help the system because yes. it just makes the, the benefits well and truly outweigh any negatives. I'm sure it does. Well, mm. thank you so much, Kiani, for explaining the real, to real estate right listeners how effective the electronic conveyancing process is for the process of buying and selling property. Now, do you have any special offers for our listeners? Yes, we definitely do. We give yeah. $100 off to you and any friends and family. If you mention the Real Estate Right podcast when you come through to KLM and get a quote. Beautiful. Thank you so much. We will have that offer in our show notes as well as through our social media. So how can listeners get in contact with you? Fantastic. So we are pretty prominent on social media, KLM Conveyancing, or you can call through to the office 03 8282 and speak to anyone from our team that's our national number so you can transfer through to either state or any state that you'd like and we can help you through the process beautiful thank you so much um it's always a pleasure to have you on thank you thanks um and enjoy this up in queensland i'm sure it's it's down here (laughs) yes thank you sun and birthday it's a beautiful mix oh yeah (laughs) Sure it is. Now, next week we have the delightful Annette Camilleri from Master Property Inspections to talk to us about depreciation schedules, what they are and what you need from them when you have an investment property. So don't miss it. Real Estate Right is a real copyright production hosted and produced by me, Sue Langada. I would like to thank Podbean for hosting our podcast, Premium Beat for our theme music, 
and Francis Morello for his voiceover. Real Copyright is a leading real estate copywriting service throughout Melbourne. If you would like your property copywritten by Real Copyright, please book your copy through orders at realcopyright.com.au. If you would like us to help create more valuable real estate information for the people of Melbourne in this podcast, contact sue at realestateright.com.au. Thanks for listening to Real Estate Right.